tippy top of Mount Manitoba, actually the 19th floor of Mount Manitoba, and I'm Kirk Buckner, and this is the Hall of Fame show. Evan Nolan couldn't be here. He's on special assignment from, you know, I don't actually know what his regular job is. I mean, I know what it is. I don't even know who it's for. Who it's for. You'll have to tell me this, Evan. You probably you did. Shady characters. Hmm? Shady characters, maybe? I'm sure it's not nothing shady. I know it's a Fortune 500 company, but... Uh, if it's not sports music or something about uh, something dirty in one ear and out the other. But with me is another co-host of mine, Vinny Lospeduso, the host, really it's your show, of Vinny Makes the Hall of Fame Case 4. And already on YouTube is your case for Max Zlowski. Uh So we got to promote that because that's on now. And maybe, just maybe, somebody saw this and they said, you know what, he's going to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame. But we're going to get there a little bit later. Uh, it's a kind of a slow week, but it won't be next week, uh, for the Hall of Fame related world as, uh, the final four is, is, is upon us. And what final four means for us, for Vinny, myself, and for other Hall of Fame minded individuals is the Basketball Hall of Fame announcement mm -hmm. that's going to take yep. place in a few days. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I'm going to be running through that with Vinny. Uh, Evan and I sort of like went through the finals, but I want Vinny's take on this because I got a feeling that I don't know. I know they're going to be a future Hall of Fame voter. I think it's going to be for basketball. Then I got a feeling. Hey, listen, if if any if if there's any Hall of Fame that I am a huge um, proponent of in terms of what they do out of the major sports, it's got to be basketball. Not just because I like their size of selections the most. Yep. But also because the types of people they put in are a bit more out of the box. And you know me, especially as a huge contributor, Stan, mm -hmm. like myself, I, I I love all that. I think that stuff go. is really, really cool. But, um, yeah, I think so far, just looking at the finalists for the North American Committee. Now, in case anyone's curious what that means, that in, that's the – uh, um, that's the American players and coaches. Uh, well, well, when oh, I say American, the ones that predominantly I, I, played in America. I, I, I want to hold off on that just yet because our special friend Winnie wants to remind everyone who this is brought by. Winnie, who's who's sponsoring us today? Hi, this is Winnie. Thank you very much to our fine people. Okay, I'm going to stop that because this is just me. Sort of like, obviously, that's not really Winnie. She's a mini dash. And just listening. Sounds, sounds like Mickey Mouse. Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I've never been able to throw all the impressions I, I, I know how to do are now deemed racist. So I don't do them anymore. So, yeah, that sounded bad. Eh, whatever. Uh, anywho, uh, we're brought to you by Betstamp. Now, if you're a gambler and the Final Four is coming up and really – if you gamble on anything, anything sports related, and you, if you're watching this show, you've watched a sports program. And if you watched a sports program, that means that you saw a commercial for a gambling site. Maybe one, maybe two, maybe three, maybe more. Well, there's piles of them. So how do you figure out who's got the best line for you? Well, there's one-stop shop, and that's BetStamp. So download the BetStamp app now. So whatever you might be thinking that you want to bet on, and Vinny, you'd be a great gambler if you really sort of took that because you have no, you have no heart. You have a heart for people, but not, but usually they're all retired by the time you get super passionate about them. So you forget retired. A lot of them are dead by then. <laughs> well, that's also true. So, I mean, like you could be, you're probably one of the most objective people I know. So if you're like Vinny and you want to do some gambling and you're thinking, you know, I'll tell you some bets I'm kicking around. Uh, I said this on the last show I did with Evan, so I'm going to bounce this off. You see what you think. 
always feels like every year in the NFL, there's always a bunch of teams that come out of nowhere to win the division. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bet for whoever is the, who has the best odds. I'm going to bet for the eight worst teams to win their division and each one. Bold so, strategy. I'm yeah. sure you'll win some, you'll lose some. Well, if I win a couple, then it, based on the odds, it'll probably be pretty good. But I'm going to line shop. And Bet Stamp Hill will help me do that. I have accounts with a few different book bookies or book, not bookies, book bookmakers. Uh, so mm-hmm. this way I can just sort of like, so let's say I, I'm going to put money on the Texans. And it sounds a little, they're probably going to be the weakest one, but this is what I'm going to try, right? So I'm going to see who's mm-hmm. paying out the biggest odds to win the division. And that's where I'm going to go with. And I don't have to do the research. Uh, I don't have to put in that much effort. I can just do it all through Betstamp. And also through Betstamp, you can sort of like follow experts who have done very, very well. Unlike myself, because I suck at this. You're better than most probably. Better. I'm, I'm horrible at it. You want to make some money? I should sort of like just do a betting show, tell you what I think. And then all of you just bet against what I think. So, but... This is before I'm sort of going to take the expert advice. So I've got a promo code for you. And if you want to help support the show, please do download Betstamp. And it's going to ask you for a promo code. And that's Buck25. Buck, because that's my name. Well, it's Kirk, but Kirk Buckner, a.k.a. The Buck. And number 25, because you should all be able to remember 25. Half my age right now. When I turn 51, I'm not going to do 25 and a half. That just makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought uh, what we do today, uh, just also before we go into the basketball hall, just a few site updates. Uh, I got a couple uh, emails uh, today and a couple other things through Twitter just asking when's the football list going to be revived. It's sort of matriculating now. I'll look for that by the end of the week. It has to be done by the end of the week because right after that, I got to jump on basketball and WWE revisions because it's the Mm -hmm. WWE Hall of Fame coming up. Uh, which also reminds me one thing that is sort of Hall of Fame related note. note. Uh, I don't know if you're a WWE fan. I know you're familiar, but not a fan. Is that safe to say? I, I, I watch it on occasion, but I'm not a, I mean, in my other job right now, I've been listening to a whole bunch of the WWE games and man, oh. THQ made so many of them. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, someone who might've appeared on one of them, I don't know, because I'm not a gamer, uh, is just been announced as a fourth WWE Hall of Famer for the class of, 2023 and the wwe hall of fame is a colossal mess because you never know there's no pattern to it but anyway it's stacy keebler so a very very attractive lady uh who used to who after she was done with the wwe uh dated george clooney for a while and was a guest at the oscars so i think she did pretty well for herself wouldn't you say yeah i mean i i would definitely say so i mean successful wrestler dated a celebrity well, not no, just any celebrity. The, oh, yeah, it's it's not just any. It's it's George Clooney. Right. It's a pretty big name, but I mean, still, there's many Clooney. There's few of us who look this good at this age. <laughs> hey, listen, she, <laughs> that's true. She, she uh, uh, wrote a path for herself, and yeah, mm-hmm. very very successful woman. And congrats yeah. to her. Yeah, she inducted. She was the inductor for Tori Wilson two years ago who went to school with somebody who you peripherally, I don't know if you know her, but you, you'll know the name with Alicia Kramer. Oh, I know Alicia Kramer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know Alicia know. really well. Or, you yeah, know. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know it was that well, but yeah, the daughter of Jerry Kramer, who I got to interview them both. Uh, but yeah, so th- that is the, that's really the only actual hall of fame related news. But uh, next week, uh, the basketball hall of fame, the Naismith basketball hall of fame, I have to sort of always preface that we'll be doing, uh, we'll be making their announcement and I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to see, Vinny, we're going to play a game. Shall we play a game? Okay, Jigsaw, t- tell me. I, actually, that 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 was 
Wasn't it? That was that was actually from War Games, starring Matthew Broderick. Uh, oh, okay, okay, um, Matthew Broderick. Sure. Well, okay, man. I gotta watch Jigsaw. Is that how they did this? Anyway. No, he said, I want to play a game. Very good. And he like he's in like death traps, like, and you had like you know. Oh no, no, I, I, I know I, this one. I know the plot of. No, I, I know all that one, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. To Tobin Bell plays a uh, you know Jigsaw, who's a you know serial killer who set puts these people in death death traps. Like you gotta I, see it. I know the plot and I've watched them. Actually, I didn't tell you I watched them, so that's me being bad. Oh, also, I'm not a horror guy. I just know that. Yeah, uh, and I'm not a whore, but I could be for the right price. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, oh, I do want to mention that finally, 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 uh, we're going to be doing next week, the, uh, even though it's going to be a loaded show and there's so much to talk about, we'll get to the fictitious athlete, the fictitious rock and roll hall class of 2022 COVID. They're all afraid to come out for COVID. So, you know, the ceremony, it's been delayed. Uh, listen, I understand with all these fictional fictitious characters. I mean, yeah. just look at look at the Hollywood Walk of Fame. There, Batman's taking his sweet time. I mean, I mean, he's just busy buried in that Batcave. S similar with the fictitious athletes and you know, sports all time. Same same thing. They just they're just burying for the moment. They're just hanging out with Batman. I guess I don't know. Uh, I got a joke here, but I can't go with it. Anywho, uh, so <laughs> tell me all afterwards. I, I shall. I shall. All right. So let's go into actually who has been nominated, who's been nominated. And probably as we're recording this, maybe a lot of these people already know that they've been uh, elected or not. Uh, so I'm just going to go in alphabetical order. And we're just going to start off with uh, someone who I'm not necessarily that passionate about only because I've never seen him coach uh, because it was in a lower division. That's Gene Best. But he certainly seems to be uh a strong candidate. He coached his team to 17 uh, NJCAA tournament appearances, four Final Fours, and two titles. Uh, looks like a resume that could get in, whether he does or doesn't. I don't know. What do you think? What's your odds? I mean, it, Lutta Andrew, Lady Andrews is like one of the or the most winningest um, high school basketball coaches ever. And despite being a finalist multiple times, she missed out the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So that's my main question when it comes to someone like a Gene Bess. Mm -hmm. Could it be a longer waiting game like Leta Andrews is? But, I mean, granted, because it's not just the NBA Hall of Fame, it's not just the College Hall of Fame, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. Every single thing with the sport. And and mm -hmm. we, we have to point out, this isn't like the Football Hall of Fame that you and I both love very much, where we have an idea of how many people are going to vote for. Uh, baseball, we know that they have to hit a certain threshold. With the Basketball Hall of Fame... We know nothing. We don't know who's voting on it and what the percentage is. We don't have a clue. I know that there's 24 voters and 18. And you need 18 yeses and out of the 24 to make it through. Okay, is it okay? I wasn't even sure on that. Uh, so now, who those people are, I don't know. Whether they change up, I don't know. Don't have a clue. But uh, this is going to be sort of a hard thing. So it's 18 yeses. So they just go yes, no, I'm presuming. Uh, so this will be sort of a hard one for him. But it won't be for the next person alphabetically. And that's uh, someone who I am huge on. Uh, and uh, you, you know how I love the European basketball players. It's Pau Gasol. Yeah, Pau, Pau Gasol. Like when you look at this crop of list of players here, you notice that as to the NBA players, Three out of the four are European. This shows to show 
the growth of the game internationally and why this is becoming more and more of an international sport. I mean, look at present day. The three players that are fighting for the NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic, Serbia, Joel Embiid, Cameroon, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, Greece. Mm-hmm. Like that alone shows the impact globally that the NBA is having. Someone like Pau Gasol, a man who is viewed as the greatest basketball player in the history of Spain mm-hmm. and successful at the Grizzlies, successful at the Lakers, won two championships with them, got his number retired for them. He also had some success with the Spurs and the Bulls, and he finished off his time in the NBA with, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, and then, of course, finished with, you know, Barcelona, where he ended his career. Absolutely. No question in my eyes, Pau Gasol is a Hall of Famer. Uh, there's some oh, people... Agree, right? Yeah, yeah. legend, impact, pioneer, mm-hmm. period. Yep. Uh, and like you just said, uh, the they incorporate international accomplishment. Well, you didn't say that, but I, but international accomplishments matter. And he led Spain to a lot of titles. If you, if you look at his international career, it's even crazier. He was named the player of the year by the Euroscar four times, mm-hmm. was also Mr. Europa player of the year twice, FIBA Euro Player of the Year twice, the ACB Finals MVP, Spanish King Cup Finals winner and Finals MVP, the Liga ACB champion, was also the FIBA Eurobasket MVP twice and the three-time FIBA Eurobasket top scorer three times. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everything there says, yeah, legend, Hall yeah. of Famer, first ballot, no question. Absolutely. Uh, David Hickson, uh, he, w- he ran uh, Amherst for 42 years. Uh, Division three coach of the year, 800, over 800 wins. They're there. I mean, like he, he's a legend in this particular program. What that translates for the hall. I don't know. In similar situation. I mean, he has a 738 winning percentage, which mm-hmm. is absolutely insane. No matter how you, how you slice it, but you know, um, what was her name? Like Barbara Stevens. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she coached, um, that, that division two program name escapes me, but you know, it took her a little bit, but she made it. I think it'd be a similar situation with David Hickson, but this is division three. That was division two. So I do think even if he doesn't make it this year, I think he will eventually make it, but it might take a little bit for him. Well, someone in division one, another coach, uh, Gene K- Katie. Uh, so a lot with Purdue, uh, she, one of the most successful coaches of that program, coach of the year, winningest coach in Purdue history, six Big Ten titles, uh, seven Big Ten coach of the years, uh, already in the college basketball Hall of Fame. So, like, that, that's pretty big. So, I think – Go ahead. I think he – considering he's already in the college basketball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. and considering he was with Purdue for that long, he's 86 years old, so he's getting up there. I feel pretty confident that I think he's going to make it. I, I'm confident that he'll make the best. I, I feel he might make it this year. I, I, I think I think they're going to. Uh, another definite lock. Uh, okay, I'm going to not do. I'm going to skip a bit about something in the alphabet just because I want to do these two back to back. If Pau Gasol is a lock, and I think you you think so, I think so. I think most people do. Uh, there's two players actually on the pecking order ahead of him, uh, which mm-hmm. would be Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I had both of these two behind me. Now, Pat Gasol, I think, is a no-question no, no question first out Hall of Famer. 
if those two are no question, if he's a no question first ballot Hall of Famer, these two should not even be a question in anyone's mind. I, I Dwayne don't Wade, not, right? Like, uh, do, I, do I really need to say the accomplishments? Like Dwayne Wade, you're talking on, about a well, man well, who let's was run them pretty quick, right? Because I mean, I think yeah, everyone it, knows what they are. We got like one A, one B. Yeah, basically, uh, he was an MVP. Wade was not, was he? He was not an MVP, but he was Finals MVP in 2006, where the Heat did beat the Mavericks. But don't feel bad for Dirk. He got he returned the favor in 2011 when his team, the underdog Mavericks, defeated the heavily favored Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. You know that was the big three with you know James, Wade, and Bosh. And I don't need to tell you their accomplishments. I don't need to tell you their legacy. Two of the very very best in the game, both in the 75th anniversary team. No question, two of the greatest ever do it. So here's uh, two questions for you. Uh, one a statement, and then you can either say I'm right or wrong. Uh, I'm not offended whether you say I'm right, whether you disagree with me. Uh, in my last uh, basketball rankings, I had Nowitzki ahead of Wade. I think he was slightly better overall. Uh, but actually, I guess the second thing is a sort of thing, whether I'm going to ask if you agree with me or not. And I said the same thing, Evan, uh, when we when we looked at the finalists. Uh, as much as I think Nowitzki was the better player, Wade's going to be the headliner. Mm-hmm. And he I think so, spot. too. All right, so you would agree? Would you agree with both things, or do you have Wade as a better I, I, player? I, I think Nowitzki was a bigger player, a better player, and a more impactful player for what he did worldwide, especially for, you know, basketball in the country of Germany. Uh, the... That being said, Dwayne Wade was also Dwayne Wade was also someone who was known for being a teammate of Shaquille O'Neal, a teammate of LeBron James, the co-owner of the Utah Jazz. I think with that alone, with that alone, and also him being someone who went to five finals as a player, winning three of them, I think, especially with the sport being focused in America, they're gonna pushed Dwayne Wade more because he was a bigger star here in the States. Nowitzki was bigger elsewhere, but Wade was more of an attention, was more of the attention for most people. So I think it would be Dwayne Wade. There you go. Uh, no, I agree with that because uh, he was the bigger star. Now here's someone I could go 50-50 on whether he's going to get in right away. And that is from France. Uh, Maybe the worst French rapper of all time, but the best French basketball player. Uh, that would be Tony Parker. Four-time NBA champion, MVP in the final. Uh, Parker is super good. He's going to get in the Hall of Fame at one point, but is it on his first try? Yes. Really? Okay. You're you're that emphatic on that? Oh, I'm confident because this is not like a 2020 situation where they wanted to make it just, you know, Brian Garnett and Duncan. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I definitely see Tony Parker making it. And, how could you say no to his resume? You know, six all-star appearances, four all-NBA teams, four championships with uh, championships, finals MVP, numbers retired, been the top scorer and player of the year, and Euroscar multiple times, and is the president of the ASVEL. That's the bas- that's the head that's the head ba- that's a basketball league over in France. He his teams have won four times it was also a french cup winner twice like if you look at his time both as a player and as a president of a team 
you look at success and you see someone who just like how Parker Parker is with Francis Nowitzki was with Germany and how Gasol was with Spain. Legends for their countries. Legends for the growth of the game in their countries. Again, making the sport from what was originally thought as more a, a national pastime. People like Parker and whatnot show that it's way more of an becoming more and more of an international pastime as time goes on. And I'm really, really happy to see that. So no question. He's definitely a first ballot in my eyes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. This might be our first disagreement. Not that I don't agree with him in the hall. I have a feeling he's not. I would not be shocked if he misses out on the first ballot. Yeah. Though for me personally, I would okay. have no issue with him. Okay. Well, it. what do you think will happen? I think he will make it first ballot. I think, okay. though, out of all the four NBA players, he's the one I think is most likely to miss out on the first ballot. Fair. Okay, I agree. Uh, so then we have an active coach, uh, Greg Popovich. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yeah. So Pop, yeah, like... Pop, Pop will get in. Uh, bigger, I'd say a bigger star, if you want to use the star star rating, star quota, than Tony Parker. Was Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, Popovich is viewed as he has more wins than anyone else in NBA history. He has been a part of the Spurs franchise for some like 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that he's still coaching in the NBA right now, and because he's been coaching for so long, and for an active coach, it's 25 years. That says that speaks about how dominant Greg Popovich has been for the NBA. Mm-hmm. But countless winnings. What is it like? 20. He had like what? 24 out of 25 seasons. His teams made the postseason. Well, I guess had, 24 out of 26. <laughs> Yeah, 24 out of 26 now. Because they <laughs> That's going to come, now. right? Yeah. Um, which is unprecedented dominance. A streak of 22 to make the, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had countless division titles, countless winning seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many, many great rivalries with teams like the Suns and the Lakers and, and the, the Heat and whatnot. Of course, six NBA Finals appearances and, of course, five NBA championships. Also, gold medalist too. If you want to focus that for Greg Popovich, like if you want something for resume, he's got it all. Like I can, you could make an argument, honestly, that Greg Popovich is like the best candidate here, period, and that's including players. You hmm. can make a real case for that because you know just the longevity of his career, the impact that he's had on coaching, the fact that he has more wins than anyone else speaks yeah. volumes. All right, so let's just go also through quickly through the women's candidates. Uh, we have Jennifer Atsi, uh, former 1990 Naismith College Player of the Year. Uh, didn't do a whole lot as a pro, but to be fair, she couldn't. because That's not her fault. Yeah, because like her peak sort of uh, started to peter off when the WNBA began. Uh, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure this is her first time as a finalist. Uh, we've got Gary Blair, coach uh, for Texas, yeah. uh, very pretty good candidate. But I think the most interesting one, and I'll get to the other the other one after, but to me is Becky Hammond. Uh, Becky Hammond is she she a six time WNBA All Star, uh, a true trailblazer. And Vinny, this is gonna like I already know that you know more than probably most people <laughs> that that I talk to about Halls of Fame 
and you're under 25, which is freaky. And this is going to be become one of your new fields of expertise, that being women's basketball with you, with one of the positions that you're going to be having. Yeah. Uh, so with Becky Hammond, here we have of someone who is on there have been there have been better players than her. But yeah. nobody has ever become a better coach that was respected in term by the men. Nobody. Becky Hammond yeah. was the first assistant coach of an NBA team for the, by the Spurs. You know, talking about it could be interesting. We got Popovich, Hammond, and uh Parker going at the same time. So it could be a, a pure San Antonio affair here. But it what this how do I put this? All right, I'll say this. I don't care how this sounds. When Haley Wickenheiser was put in charge of Canada hockey, part of me was going like, okay, I know what a great player she was, but has she really necessarily proven herself as an executive? And she really hadn't. Basketball is sort of weird too, because remember, uh, we're not that far removed from Steve Nash becoming a head coach and something that he had never coached before, even though he was a first pilot Hall of Famer. Exactly, turn out great. Becky Hammond walked in there, commanded respect. I have never come across, and there very well might be many, but or like issues where there was there were problems from the players having Becky there. Have you ever heard anything? I I never have. For for a woman, I can't recall personally. I yeah. I can't because that's Becky Hammond as a player. Were there better WNBA players during her time? Better some than all. Yes, I would sure. make an argument. However, she's got the add-ons. However, however, there's something that's a little different with Becky Hammond that she has than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a pioneer. Again, first ever full-time female assistant coach in NBA history. She's someone that got very serious looks for becoming an NBA head coach. By Portland, not that long ago. Yeah, but by Portland, Chauncey Billups, who you know m- he might make the Hall of Fame one day, got. <laughs> got in before so then becky said okay i'll join the las vegas aces so bill and beer are retired and so she took that she took that team and as her first year her first year on the job they go to the championship and they win it mm-hmm. and in my opinion as soon as it happened i said she was already a hall of famer in my eyes this is yeah no question this should make her first ballot objectively yes now one quick question now she did compete for russia when she wasn't no longer good enough to make the U.S. team. Do you think there might be a voter or two that just holds out against her? No, okay. no. But Becky Hammond, she, her impact as a pioneer, her, her impact as you know, just. I thought I'd throw it out there. See what you thought. Oh no, don't worry. And also, you are mentioning about the San Antonio aspect too. Yeah, like you have Tony Parker, Rick Popovich, and you have Becky Hammond, who was a former player for the San Antonio Silvers. San Antonio Silver Stars, who's now, of course, the Las Vegas Aces. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. The fact that San Antonio is going to be very, very well represented, and it's a pretty quality uh, trio right there. And I'm I might be going to my first WNBA game. I'm planning to go to Vegas to celebrate event- my post-dated fiftieth. And since nice. there's not a lot of sports going on, maybe I'll go to an Aces game. Yeah, Candace Parker's there now. Well, I I. I uh... I, I plan to do, and I was inspired by Jack Black. He said he was going to do like fifty cool things when he turned fifty, and I think he did. I think he did that at Disneyland or something. 
So I'm going to do 50 cool ass things in Las Vegas. And maybe one of those other things will, that'll be sort of post-dated. I might join you and Paul. I don't know yet. I'm kicking yeah, that sounds around. pretty cool. Um, that around. And what, what I'm referring to is, uh, looks like Vinny and Paul Lawrence, who uh, co-hosts another show with me that I'm going to promote later. Uh, we finally recorded episode two. Thank God. Uh, Early than never. Football Hall of Fame, yeah. Eventually, right? Uh but yeah, but yeah, I guess we'll finish off here. We have one final person, uh, Marion Washington, uh, coach, uh, guided uh, uh, University of Kansas for 31 years. And uh, I don't know. I don't see it. There's not a title there. So that's going to be I mean, kind of tough. She could make it. But like, personally, I, I don't have much of a passion for her. Like, I again, mean, when it comes to any of this stuff, my focus is on contributors or like international people or really, really old players. So, like, Washington is not really on my radar. I can't see her making it this year. I, I'd agree with you. All right, so, like, what do we think? Uh, Seven-person class? Uh, not not, not true. Uh, I do think we will have a class of – in terms of this list, mm -hmm. you know, I see all the players. I see Popovich. I see several of the women. So, I could see, like, seven, eight, mm -hmm. maybe pushing at nine, potentially. Okay. And that's just the North American section. For those that don't know, yep. the Basketball Hall of Fame does something that I like because yeah. they have multiple committees. So tell everyone about what those committees are, and then we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. You're going to make a prediction of one person in each of those committees. Sound good? I'm not, because you know this better than I do. Okay, so for those that don't know, the Basketball Hall of Fame, what I really like about it is the fact that they have multiple committees of who could make the Hall of Fame. Now, changes every year. Some have been finalists in the past. Some aren't this year. Like, like in the in the past, you had like Kirk Gowdy and went on as finalists. For some reason, this year they're not, which is kind of weird because they've been finalists multiple times, and I definitely think they're Hall of Fame worthy. Um, obviously, and also in the past they had the African American pioneers. They've mm -hmm. had that for a number of years, but for some reason this year they don't have it. They just kind of bled into the seniors, so I'm kind of mixed about that. Mm -hmm. But you know, to get some, you take some, you you get some, you lose some, I guess. Uh, but you know, maybe they're so, sort of like, uh, thinking that they combined with, uh, maybe they're following the baseball lead. Because if you look at some of the, like the one of the past senior committees, that was the first time they incorporated uh, players from the former Negro leagues in like a giant uh, senior committee that had never happened before. Yeah, I can maybe see something like that. I mean, I mean maybe, but... maybe that was her thought process. We don't know because because as much as you like all those other committees, the transparency of this of this is not good. No, that's my main as much as I love a lot of the stuff that basketball has to offer. My mm -hmm. main criticism has always been their lack of transparency compared to other um, other halls of fame. That's not saying that I think Cooperstown, Toronto or Canton were the most transparent organizations in the world. But no, at least we're not. But but Springfield's the worst. Oh yeah, Springfield's definitely the worst. I do like how they do it the most, but I also don't like how right. they do it. So okay. so uh, so let's uh, let's let's start off with uh, okay, uh, which which uh, division here? Uh, part uh, we start. So. There's the international direct elect, and they choose one person. I personally think they it's so large you could do more than that. But right. a lot of people go with like a player here. Piles upon piles of nominees, by the way, too. I mean, like we're talking about 
scores upon scores four score and many years ago when they played oh, so, so many yeah so like uh if Vinny gets them all wrong don't get don't don't say think hey Vinny doesn't know stuff Vinny no. has to pick I have put putting Vinny on the spot here to pick like one out of piles right I'm asking you essentially to pick needles in a haystack four times if you get one of those four needles Oh yeah, I, I can't. I can't tell you firsthand of who I think they're going to go for. I'm okay. going to go based oh, off of okay. who. Let's back up. I want you to do two things. Who do you want, and who do you think? Okay. Uh, for international, mm -hmm. the one that I want is Shimon Mizari. Now, for those that don't know who he is, he's Myself the chairman. <laughs> he's been the chairman of the Maccabi Tel Aviv Basketball Club for many, many, many years, like almost fifty years now. Like, if you know about Maccabi Tel Aviv, they are the premier basketball program in all of Israel. You know, yeah. And soccer, too. Oh, yeah. 44 Super League champion. 44 of them. He's the chairman. 36 Israeli State Cups, five EuroLeague championships, seven Israeli Cup winners. He's been on this position for ages. Didn't Amari Stoudemire go to play there? He actually is. He actually is now an Orthodox Jew. I'm not even joking. Wow. He actually, uh, just like how, just like how you hear about uh, players that become Muslim, well, he became Jewish. All right. I'm a little unorthodox yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's who I personally really want to see. Okay. But as for who I think they go with, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to go with a coach here, and I think the guy they would probably go with is probably Dusan Ikovic, who, in case you don't know who that is, because I don't think people know who he is, uh, he was the coach of Russia for many years. The Russian, not Russia, Serbia. I'm thinking of Russia because like a little, little Russia. If it ends in a C, it's got to be in uh, the former Yugoslavia. Yes, uh, yeah. Dusan Ikovic. Uh, he was. He's in the FIBA Hall of Fame as a coach, mm -hmm. four-time Greek Cup winner, three-time Greek Cup champion. He was also as one of the 50 greatest EuroLeague contributors. He won the EuroLeague Basketball Legend Award. Mm -hmm. It was the Piva Ekovic Award for Lifetime Achievement. Coach of the Year. He's got an incredible resume. I would have no issue with any of these people, but I think he's more likely because, you know, he died uh, in 2021, so I think he might be more fresher in people's minds. Okay. Uh, all right. Very interesting. All right, what else we got? The next person, the next group, is the Women's Veterans Committee. Now, again, this is a list of teams, and it's not just players; but it's also some teams and some right. coaches. No contributors, though, um, unfortunately, <laughs> as much as that pains me to say. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Uh, I have no idea who they'd go with personally because they kind of <laughs> all gel together. But I would take a guess and say that. The 1976 uh, U, uh, U.S. Olympic team, they'd probably go with. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that's that's what I think they'd probably go with for the U.S. Olympic team because, you know. I wonder how many are still alive. Hopefully most. So most, I would assume. Um, I would just, I'm just going to check to see if any of them are still alive. Uh, you know, nah, just okay. Don't worry about that. Uh, uh, all right. So, like, what are the, what's the next one? The next one is contributor, and oh my god, <laughs> this okay. is this. I got to this... guess who I, I've got a couple of guesses who you're thinking. Well, in my head, but go ahead. Maybe it's somebody you've already talked about on Vinny makes the Hall of Fame case four. 
actually there's no one here in this one because of the just contributor direct direct elect in case you're curious oh. about who i'd be wanting they, they they're not on they're not there but leo the contributor direct leo's uh or is he in the the, the veterans he's one. in the veterans section we'll get to that oh okay sorry my bad he, i told him that he knows more than i do yeah that will um, be the next next show that we're going to title. It's going to be called Vinny Knows More Than Kirk. <laughs> well, we'll save that for later. Yeah, um, there you go. But again, similar situation. Like, there's such a large uh, selection. I'm going to go with a name. I'm not going to go with a player in particular, but I'm actually going to go with a player that fits in this contributor uh, mold. Uh, Curly Neal. He just died recently. Uh, okay. He just died recently. This is the first time he's here on the list. I think he has a real good case, and he'd be someone I would personally be really big on. Okay. Even on him, I would maybe make a case for maybe Dennis Murphy, one mm-hmm. of the founders of the ABA, one of the people that made the three-point line a thing. He also was very significant in the development of the WHA, for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that would be who I'd go with. That's I think my, yeah, no, I, I'm very familiar you know, with his work in the WHA as a Canadian. So. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I like that. Okay, and what else? Okay, then the direct, then the direct, then direct elect. Oh boy, <laughs> only one person out of this monster list, this massive list. I can't personally choose one, so screw it. I'll just go with who I want, okay. Leroy Edwards. I'm gonna go with Leroy here uh, because it's. Mm-hmm. The obvious one, but I personally feel like knowing the basketball hall, they'd probably go with someone who's a bit more modern. So I'd say if not him or Zavzlowski or Ferris, as much as I would want them to have, because I'm not as confident in them making it right now, I'm going to go on a limb and say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go with someone like, I don't know, Really, anyone. There, there's so many choices that I personally really can't choose one because mm-hmm. it could really be anyone at this point. Uh, I, I also want to point out that Vinny also made a Hall of Fame case on his show for Leroy Edwards that you should really check out. Uh, Frank Lubin's on here, and I made a case for him too. Yeah. Uh, well, tell everyone who Frank Lubin is because uh, they may not know. Frank Lubin was the person that was responsible for making uh, basketball a national pastime in Lithuania. Mm-hmm. He was someone that also coached and um, was a part of their team for two uh, gold medal teams. Like, he literally made that – he literally made the sport a national thing over there, like yeah. huge. But yeah. as for who I think they go with for here, I have no idea because it's like picking hairs at this point when it comes to this one. Do we have any others? I don't think so, do we? Unfortunately, because they got rid of the African-American pioneers, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, no. They also had one for a uh, veteran. Oh, oh, yeah, I already said the woman's direct. direct like I already said that, but that's just uh, my thoughts on it. That's, mm-hmm. So I, I see a class of around like 14, 16. I, I'm pushing for like, you know, another 16-person class, which, of course, I would like because I would include more contributors. But that's just my thoughts. Yeah. Uh, it could really be anyone at this point. I don't know. Oh, this is who I think would probably have the best chance. Uh, Dick Barnett. Dick Barnett, he was a member of the New York Knicks and yeah. was a part of, I forgot the team it was, the name off the top of my head, but three 
championships in college. And he, his team made it. I think he'll make it, especially if there's no African-American you know, co- committee, which he was a part of. Because he's getting here, I think the focus will probably shift to him, potentially. Right. Okay. Okay, so our next section, I wish – this is where Evan is always sort of like the best at this – uh, where we look at those who we lost along the way. And Evan, he does this so well, right? Because, like, he's got this uh, kindness for all these people he's never met. I'm horrible at it. So you're going to have to sort of, like, pretend to be what I do, which is usually say something smart-ass-ish. Well, as for the one that, if you're just talking about just this month alone, several notable names. Uh Otis Taylor, the former Kansas City. Yeah, we've already done that. It, this is from the past week, since we last did a show. Ah, uh, well, Willis Reed died okay. a few days ago. I know this. This is where you respond to what I say. It's well, well, <laughs> right. I, I didn't see last week's show. Hey, listen, I, I'm busy myself. But Will, I know. Willis Reed, of course, you know NBA 75th anniversary team member. We're closing with Willis Reed. He's he's the oh. headliner. Okay, oh. think of this as when you watch watch the Oscars and you do an in memoriam, and they always say, like save the best, like the most famous actor who died last. Like when they finish off with like uh like Kirk right. Douglas, for instance. Yes, this is what we're doing. Okay. okay. Well. Okay, so one person that died recently. I'm the leader of this. I'm telling you who's all died. Okay, tell me. Okay, but before we do that. I have to tell you about the beige mistress, and you're going to cast her. Now, when we started doing this, Evan and I, Evan noticed, because, like, this is Evan's baby. Evan Evan sees dead people. What is he, Haley Joel Osment? I was sort of waiting for you to, like, say something to that. But, yes, uh, there there might be sort of a similar look. I don't know. Well, no. Have you seen what Haley Joel Osment looks like now? Yeah, he looks like a homeless person. Mm-hmm. There you go. Man, but he, man, but he, child, child fame really hits you pretty, pretty hard, especially if your adult career is not as successful. Yeah, but he, he's he's not embarrassing himself. I mean, his 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 sister Emily was on Hannah Montana for a number of years. I remember her from that. I will take your no. I do not remember her. I wasn't watching Hannah. I Hannah that's Hannah. what I I remember. I know you don't remember, but I remember. That's what right. I personally. So. Okay. Well, here's what Evan figured out. There's a beige mistress. And and this is actually my coin, right? Uh, so like he figured out that for for whatever reason, every time we started doing this, it's always been Hungarian athletes who died. So you know Black Widow, I came up with the beige mistress. Beige mistress. The beige mistress. <laughs> I, th- so I I first said, well, okay, well maybe it could be Florence Pugh, but now she's in the MCU. So who is a who's a young kick-ass actress who could play an evil? villain who kills hungarian athletes i'll leave that to you i mean i mean everyone loves jenna ortega right now but she's not but she's hispanic she's not you know eastern european so not really well it doesn't necessarily well maybe she has a thing against hungarians i don't know come up with a backstory i mean she 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 plays wednesday adams in that new show so like okay now i know what you're talking about yeah because i had no idea who who you were talking who you were referring to all right so I will we'll float that. We're gonna say we're gonna do uh once the Bucknerverse the Bucknerverse expands into sort of like a film thing. I will I'm leaving it to you to reach out to this lady, Jenny Ortega, to be the beige mistress. I'll I'll make sure to ask her and see if the 
I mean, she was very reluctant in even doing Wednesday. So this might be, uh, and, and she said yes to it. So who knows? Maybe she'll say yes. I don't know. Well, I don't know if these two Hungarians died on a Wednesday. Shh. No? Okay. My, my, she might, they might have died like the 11th hour and 59th minute or something. I don't know. Well, they might have. Uh, well, we, we lost two Hungarian athletes. Uh, Katlina Benko. She uh, competed in the Olympics in 64 in the sprint canoe. I finished seventh. And Saba Zako. Saba Zako. If I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Uh, she won silver in the 1967 rowing championship. So the beige mistress has been busy. Well, you got to give some attention to those more niche sports. And what better country than Hungary? You know, this they is love their rolling. This is our big thing that Evan, this is all Evan. He figured this stuff out and it's like, damn, he's right. I mean, Hungary is one of those countries that produce a lot of great athletes, but you never think of them because none of those, those sports they're good at are something that we give a crap about North America. Bluntly. Yeah, like Hungary is not really one that I usually think of in terms of great athletic achievements, but they've had a lot of amazing athletes. It's just that mm -hmm. the sports are really big in are just not exactly sports that here in America most really yeah. care as much about. Yeah. That's not saying they're not good at it. No, they have been, but of they like, have. They're, but they're just not big for us. Well, we there's another Olympian who didn't win or something, but it said when somebody dies this young, uh, a gentleman named Pavel Krotov, uh, he died at 30 and he was a Russian freestyle skier in the in aerials and he died of a brain hemorrhage. That's kind of shit. I heard about this. Oh, did you? Okay. I did, I did hear about this recently. Uh, he would have turned 31 a month from now, actually. Um, he died in his sleep, from what I know. I, I did read that. Yeah. The funny thing is, if anyone else said that, I wouldn't believe them. But when it comes from you, I totally believe it. <laughs> that you yeah. heard it. But yeah, that, that is what happened. Uh, we lost a former NHL player, a gentleman named Dave Gardner, played 14 years in the NHL. Uh, for Montreal, St. Louis, and uh, Philadelphia, but also two uh, two teams that don't exist anymore, the California Golden Seals and the Cleveland Barons. Technically the same franchise, if we're really being honest, because California moved to Cleveland, and then they just got absorbed. They got eaten alive <laughs> by the Minnesota Nurses. The fact that you know that is so impressive. But yes, that is true. Yes, and, you know, the, the Golden Seals... And can you blame him? The logo has a seal. The, this the seal doesn't have any thumbs. How can he hold the stick? And I I, I grew up near Toronto. It was a maple leaf. Not only is it, right, but point. it was a maple leaf. The leaves, the maple leaves in the winter are not actually even alive on the tree. <laughs> it well, is well, well the, the maple leaves they, they, they make sure to save for it after spring happens usually when thing well usually when the leaves yeah but that's usually uh, when they're at their worst i know that's the ironic part isn't it <laughs> yeah well here, but, here's but, here, go ahead but yeah as for dave garner i mean that's he's definitely a nice little trivia trivia question for him he also played in the sui in the hac uh vsip which is a swiss league how do you know how he, all this already I just knew about the name. He he knew about he knew about these. He was part of a Swiss team for a number of years. So yeah, for all you fans of him that are from Switzerland and Visp, 
I'd say uh, I don't know what language they say predominantly in Switzerland, but I'm sure they're definitely mourning his loss too. Potentially, I don't know. I'm not from. Four different main languages in Switzerland. The one of the main languages I know is German, German, Italian. Well, that's the only main language that's important. German. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also lost a former NFL player, a former nine-year uh, defensive tackle for Buffalo Bills, uh, Mike Kaddish. Uh, never was Mike. a pro bowler, but if you played nine years in the NFL at defensive tackle, that's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm happy for him. Listen, he got a chance to play professional football at the highest level, mm -hmm. um, which more than I'll ever say, I don't, I don't exactly have the, uh, have the, uh, you got the height, buddy. you got the height, buddy. I mean, you've, you're, you've got me beat by eight inches. Maybe in other places, too. I got, uh, I got the height, but that doesn't mean I'm a good basketball player, for instance. That's all right. Uh, okay, and we have a national champion from uh, UTEP, William Cager, or it might be Cager, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Uh, he died at 80, but he was a member of the Miners National Championship team, uh, men's basketball. Uh, here's one I found really interesting. Uh, actually, and I just want to give uh, credit here, because like uh, Evan sent a lot of these to me. Because he knows that this is not usually my cup of tea. Uh, but he, he set me up for success on this one. So thanks, brother. Uh, two sports superstar, Dot Wilkinson, at age 101. Uh, Dot is, she's in the International Bowling and National Softball Hall of Fame. Pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go back to Reed. He's going to be our uh, hammer later. Uh, so in the world of music, we lost uh, someone from a band called Hawkwind that I kind of like, although he wasn't part of this band when he when the band was at their peak. Uh, a gentleman named Mick Slatterly. Uh, you know who Andrew Lloyd Webber is, right? Of course, I know Andrew Lloyd Webber. I know that his. I know that when he divorced his second wife, he was hitting on one of my friends. Uh, one of my the mother of one of my friends because he's British, and she was part of Cats back in like the nineties, and. He was trying to hit on her because she he's he British? Look, no, because he because she looked like his ex. So he was hitting on her. her. Yeah, I'm dead serious. No, 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 no. I believe him. Did it work? No. <laughs> oh, right. He well, was unsuccessful. He was well, unsuccessful. His, his son, less successful, Nick Lloyd Weber, died at 43 of gastric cancer. Ugh. 18 month battle. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, so the, 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 man, this got really dark very quickly. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about dead people, so oh, oh, I know, but uh, got to lighten the mood a little bit. But you know, he did work with his father. Um, afterwards, he also did the score of several things like Control Z, Last Bus. It's another he, one. He's basically, he is the Bronny James of uh, composing. He got. He definitely seems like someone that kind of got his start because of his last name that's not saying he didn't have any skill or anything but it definitely didn't hurt well, to have that but you know it just gives you a head up you know there were a lot of people who could have had charlie sheen's career but charlie sheen had a, had a head up because he was the son of martin sheen it's not a bad thing just is what it is yeah i mean uh, and he, okay here's the last person in music uh i find this one Kind of interesting. Uh, you probably don't know who what he is. I didn't either. Uh, but a country singer named Ray Pillow at age 85 died. Oh, Ray Pillow died? You know who that is? 
I've heard the name because his name oh, is Pillow. Jesus. Whenever I think I think of the term Pillow, I always think of the guy that runs. Say, the, the guy that's pillow, I'm canceling this. What? If you say my pillow, I'm canceling this. I'm not gonna say it, but let's just say he. Let's just let's just say. Uh, let, let let's just let's just say. Uh, what would happen if Mario decided to take a job in plumbing? <laughs> Instead of plumbing, he decided to sell pillows. I don't know. Mario pillow. Is that where we're going with this? Oh, uh, it's me, like Lindell. <laughs> God damn. Okay. I, I listen. Oh, I had to. Whenever he, when you when your last name is Pillow, I just think of that. I'm sorry. Uh, he's dead at age 85, and his biggest hit. I can't think of a bigger country music title better than this. Went number nine on the country charts, and it's called "I'll Take the Dog." Did it with Gene Shepherd. Obviously, you're prepping, but yes, yes, that 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 is the case. Uh, so. I, I listened to it today. That was pretty. I, I'm not a country music guy, but you know, here being here in Winnipeg, and I've gone to a few more country shows and sort of like uh, gotten some fake cowboy boots out, and whatnot. Uh, anywho, yeah, uh, I, thought, I thought that stuff's usually in a, uh, in a Calgary. Well, yeah, but I'm not living in Calgary, so I got to sort of like go do with the whole prairie. Uh, you, know, you know, you know the term prairie oyster, right? Mm, a little bit. Yeah, well, prairie oyster for those who aren't, it's basically cow shit. It's prairie oyster. Uh, so we lost a couple of people in the world of entertainment. Uh, Norman Steinberg, who you may not know, he's the co-writer of Blazing Saddles, and he wrote a few other uh, films that all stunk. Anyway, he's dead at eighty-three. And this one, uh, I love that Evan. I love that you sent this to me. Uh, at age fifty-four and at four foot four is Paul Grant. He was a little person actor, and he played an Ewok in Return of the Jedi because he was. I think he said this to me because he knows how much I love uh, Star Wars. But he was also a stunt double uh, for Hoggle and Labyrinth. And I know that my partners on the How the Hell Did This Go number one show would love this because they quote Labyrinth all the time. All the time. I wonder what Jim Henson would think if if, if he was alive and he saw it. What about, or David Bowie, for instance. Because that was something that they made back in the 80s with TriStar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Bowie is a god to me. Uh, so we have a few more to go through. And someone who might be a god to you. Uh, in media, Jerry Green. He is the only sports writer to cover the first 56 Super Bowls. And he's a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, from in, Well, in that category for 2005. Uh, you being a budding media superstar, I'm sure there's some things that you might want to say about Mr. Green. Well, first off, you know, it's... He was awarded by the hall. He was not inducted into the hall. That's very different, um, which I, I understand. Yeah. But at the same time, this is a man who has seen every, he's been to every single Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Every single Super Bowl. Just think about that for a second. He's been to every single Super Bowl, obviously not now, but. So they're not every very, su very successful with Detroit News for going back to the 60s and, you know, the Associated Press for going back even further to the 50s. Mm -hmm. Like he's the only sports writer to cover all the first 56 Super Bowls. He was not able to go to 57 because of, you know, his illness, which eventually took his life. But still, to say that you covered every single Super Bowl, and he even documented what it was like when he went to, like the first Super Bowl. Remember, it was not filled. There were still a lot of empty seats in the first ever Super Bowl. Oh, I know, I know, because I wanted to do a, a review on that and I couldn't. 
Well, uh, one of those seats were take one of those seats that were not empty were taken by Jerry Green. Yep. Yeah. So no. Uh, so that's a pretty big one. I thought that was uh, something important for you. Uh, so we had a few other people before we get to uh, Willis Reed. Uh, Chen Kenichi. Uh, he was the only permanent Iron Chef. He was Iron Chef uh, China from that. Uh, you ever watch Iron Chef? Well, I grew up watching Alton Brown on Good Eats, so I definitely saw a little bit of Iron Chef. Okay. Well, uh, Iron Chef was a pretty cool show that I used to watch many, many moons ago. Uh, he passed away. Uh, the first ever Miss Universe uh, from the Caribbean, Marisol Malaret. Malaret. I don't know how I'm pronouncing I may be pronouncing that wrong. She, uh, from 1970, from Puerto Rico. Incidentally, uh, Miss Barbados 2020 follows my dog on Instagram. Marisol sounds like a type of type of uh, cleaning spray. Well, she's not cleaning anymore. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what? I, at age 98... Hey, listen, I, I'm shaming myself for it. <laughs> okay. I didn't say that I was the most sensitive person for this. I, I'm Evan does this a thousand times better than I, and he'll, I'm sure he's going to tell me when he comes back. My humor is way edgier, too. I've never said that. I never thought that. But anyway. No, I'm saying my personal humor is a lot of Your personal one? Okay. It's way edgier. <laughs> well, we lost another one. Uh, from, from the world of dance, Stuart Hodes. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, he was a respected dancer and choreographer, and... Like in the world, so he passed away at age 98. So a uh, very important person in that world. And someone who, I, I hope I'm doing this right for Evan because when he sent this to me, this whole list, he said this is one of his favorite writers and it's John Jakes. And I am familiar with him. Uh, my parents, uh, one sec. Love you, mom and dad. Because uh, they're both no longer with us. And again, Vinny, thank you. You were, you were very... Uh, Kind in the last six months, checking out as they were passing away. Uh, they uh, John had a lot of books that came out in the 60s and 70s. Uh, there was one eight book series, it was all bestsellers about the Kent family chronicles, uh, like The Bastard, the American. Like, it was like I remember seeing them all dog eared in my uh dad's sort of like shelf or my mom's slap combined, anyway, and also the North and South trilogy. Yeah, uh, the, the Civil War. It was a yeah, bad. so very, very accomplished author, uh, very successful author, probably one of the more successful ones in the 70s, 80s combined, and he passed away at age 90. So, and we have one final person to talk about uh, that you kind of blew at the beginning because you, anyway, <laughs> sorry, all good. Uh, Will Reed is our, our most uh, famous name. As you were mentioning, a member of the 50th and 75th anniversary NBA anniversary team, uh, the person who, when they the Knicks drafted him, that was the catalyst to getting them their first and only two titles that they have: uh, former MVP, former Rookie of the Year, former M uh, MVP finalist. So, twice, twice, yes, thank you. Because uh, in in both the Knicks Knicks wins, member of the College Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, former his work in Grambling State, and member of the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. So. A very important person who I was a little dismayed, maybe not as much as yourself, because you're bigger on this stuff than I am. He didn't get enough press, I thought, after he passed. Yeah, I wasn't exactly thrilled about it. I mean, there was a lot more here in New York, but there still wasn't that much. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, you're in Long Island. There still wasn't that much because I think because he was like the Reuver Mueller and he wasn't like the Bill Russells or the Will Chamberlains because he wasn't as big. But the thing, too, is like he's only one of a few guys to have won more than one finals MVP award. I mean, that's not that stuff doesn't grow on cheese. There's only a few people to ever say that. Like Jordan, being Kawhi. James. Kawhi. Yeah, Ka- Kawhi Leonard. Ka- Kawhi Leonard as well. No, Only Kevin Durant do with two different teams. I just want to point out. Yeah, two two different two different teams. Him and LeBron James, the ones to do with more than one team. I mean, Willis Reed was the Finals MVP for not one but both of the Knicks' only championships. Yeah, and was and I think I'm going to list all the names that have multiple Finals MVPs. Michael Jordan with six, LeBron James with four, Magic Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal, and Tim Duncan with three, and then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Larry Bird. Akeem Olajuwon, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Willis Reed. Willis Reed, in particular, was the first one to ever win it more than once, 70 and 73. So you're talking about someone that is in that conversation with all these icons, all these legends. And he was able to do it before they were able to have a chance. So, right. No, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's, do, it's do not impressive. underestimate his impact or his credit, his legacy. Like, it's a legendary career. No, very, very much so. And uh, R.I.P. Willis Reed, uh, one of the best ever. Uh, so there's two more sections left. Well, there's only really one more section. Uh, usually we close off with where I do an elevator up, elevator down. And Evan does his good, bad, ugly of the week. He's not here. So uh, we're not going to be doing that. But uh, elevator up, elevator down, for those who are not aware, I look at the past week or whenever we last record and say, like, Who's made a really good Hall of Fame case and who hasn't? Elevator up, elevator down. And I envision this as sort of this great building in Gotham or wherever the hell it might be, right? And to, and you have to, to get in that building, it's hard. But even to get in that elevator, that's yeah, great. But there's this velvet rope, right? And it's, uh, you ever, you ever watch Friday? I know about Friday. I know about Friday. I've never seen Friday. You seen Friday? Okay, you gotta watch Friday. That's your homework. And uh, basically, uh, Debo is there. It's the Ice Cube movie, right? <laughs> yes. And Debo's the one who says, "Okay, you get to go through or not." That's sort of my Hall of Fame elevator in my head. Uh, so we've got a couple. They're all elevator ups, uh, but really, one's a question because technically, nothing he does now is an elevator up because he doesn't qualify. Uh, you and I are one of the few people, I don't want to say few people, I don't know if that's true or not. I was enamored with the World Baseball Classic. I know you were also, based on your Twitter uh, Twitter work. So here's my question for you. Uh, if I was a Baseball Hall of Fame voter, which I will never be, so I'm not going to put in the work to become one, frankly. Even then, I don't. you don't want to give up your credibility. <laughs> well said. But even if I, okay, Shohei Otani, right now, from what he has done, and again, why I say he's not eligible right now, because you have to have played 10 years in the majors. Shohei's not even close to that yet. Shohei Otani is the most exciting baseball player in my lifetime. In your lifetime, too, but it's more impressive in my lifetime because I'm an old shit and you're not. Fair to say? I think it's fair. Yeah. So I would, I'm going to ask you this. So I, well, I'll, I'll see if you agree with me. 
if Shohei Otani sort of like in the next two years can't play anymore due to, I don't know, what happened to Kirby Puckett, for example, he just had to quit. Do you sort of like sign a petition or you say like, look, this guy's a baseball hall of famer right now. I would. Yes. Okay. That's, I thought you'd say that. The reason why is because I understand that for baseball to talk about the national game, you know, my stance on that I've never looked at it that way. Right. Like I, I'm someone that wants to see Japanese guys make mm-hmm. the baseball hall of fame. I'm for international greats making the baseball hall of fame. Mm-hmm. And for me, mm-hmm. while yes, Ichiro Suzuki is someone who may be known for his time with the Mariners and whatnot. I look at his entire career going back to when he was in Japan and I factor everything. Okay. Okay. Same with Otani. But, but, okay. But to be fair, to be fair, see, this is where you and I differ. Uh, I've got no problem because of the main word before the baseball hall of fame, which is national. So they're only focusing on what you do here in terms of the United States slash Canada and the majors. So yeah. I don't have a problem with the mate with the baseball hall of fame voter saying, I don't care what you did in Japan. And in theory, it means that would also translate in the WBC saying that the biggest word in baseball hall of fame to me is the word fame. I agree. So if that's the case right now, over the last two years, and there are, there are other players who have been like the best player, like Dale Murphy might you know, comes to mind, who was the best player for a two-year period and is not going to sniff the baseball Hall of Fame. Well, he sniffed it, but anyway. Well, you know, we, we, you know my thoughts on voters. I don't exactly have a high but, opinion. Right, but, but, but Otani is a special player. He is the most special player in our life. Oh, yeah. I don't know, and as much as I say this, if a, if a baseball Hall of Fame voter says, I don't give a shit about the WBC, I don't fault them. I get it. But I don't agree with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people here in the States that got very, there's a lot of people here in New York that got very angry and wanted to see. Right? Yeah. Because you must they have got so, They want to see the entire thing banned because of that, which is very idiotic and just sounds like something you'd see on like the talk radio here in New York City. It's insufferable. Uh, but like, I gotta say that Otani, like he's the Babe Ruth of our generation. He is someone who is very significant. Like you cannot underestimate how massive he has been for the sport of baseball. I mean, but I guess they just if they, but I guess a lot of too many of them think like Stephen A. Smith think. I don't want someone who's the face of the sport that needs an interpreter. You know, pretty little dog whistle thing there. Yeah, to a point. Uh, you know, saying that, though, we've seen before, if you look different, if you sound different, it doesn't hurt you. Sometimes it helps you out a lot. And I, I this might sound controversial. I, I, I honestly don't care. But if Tiger Woods was white... And his name was Teddy Woods. He would not be as big. Exactly. Because sometimes it's great to be a little bit different from that. On the flip side, if Larry Bird was black. I don't know if he'd be seen as positively in Boston. I could be wrong. I could be right. I don't know. That's a good point. No, no, that's a very good point. But I mean, like overall, in turn, but yeah, that's a very good point. But 
like overall, but Larry Bird stood out. Jeremy Lin, to a lesser degree, stood out. I I could. Does Bill Simmons still do thirty for thirty or not? Or did he sell? Bill that? Simmons has been Bill Simmons has been doing stuff for the Ringer for years now. Okay, but thirty for thirty is that still his, or did you have to get rid of that? I think he still has some ties to it, but thirty for thirty is something that he still he had a huge impact on. Yeah, a thirty for thirty on Jeremy Lin would be great. But oh, he, they, he should, was, they should definitely be one. But if Jeremy Lin was Jeremy Lang, wouldn't happen. I mean, it was short, but it was sweet. Lin's sanity was, it was powerful. Well, you well, you were right there. You were in your New York. Yeah, he was huge. He was yeah. everywhere here. Okay, I think that one year, like the only game that I could go to that my wife wanted to go to was Asian. She wanted to see Jeremy Lin. You know, like the, there's something to that. But uh, anyway, uh, so Otani to me is like, how do I put this? I were one of my big sports regrets in terms of live watching. I never saw Gretzky play. I got to see Jordan play. I don't know how I'm going to manage to see Otani play. You might be have a chance now because. Well, I have to because... drive to Minnesota and figure that out. Oh, yeah, right. It's possible. Yeah, you have to go to Minnesota when they're playing the Twins. Right. That would be your best chance to see that. Yeah. And don't worry, they're, they're an AL team, so you have more of a chance to see it. So, right, but yeah, because like, if they were a National League team, you know, you would have a bit of a harder chance. But now they made the schedule a bit easier for yeah, but not where I am. Oh, oh, but yeah, but... for that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've got Otani is technically an elevator up. I don't know, but based on the final four, I've got a couple others. Actually, I'm only going to focus on one. I was going to do two, but I'm going to do only one. You're going to say John Staley? Yeah, obviously. No, I already think she is. Uh, Jim Laranja. Uh, he's uh, the coach of Miami. And he, this is the second trip to the Final Four. So basically, once you get to the Final Four, you're pretty much, I won't say locked in, but it really, really helps. He's already former AP Coach of the Year. Uh, I don't know if Miami's going to win the whole thing. I don't think any of us know who's going to win the whole thing. This is no one knows that anyone would have picked. But he's already won ACC tournaments. He's won the College Coach of the Year, Naismith College Coach of the Year, ACC Coach of the Year twice. I think he's the biggest beneficiary right now out of all the Final Four coaches, men or women. Only because you, like the women ones are, are already on iconic teams. You're forgetting that he also spent time with George Mason and he took them to the Final Four in 2006. I did not because, I did not because that's, a, that's the second Final Four. Yeah, that was the second Final Four. I think his first Final Four was George Mason. Yeah, I think the fact that he went to two Final Fours with two different teams, many Coach of the Year awards, many tournament championships. I think this put it in for. I think that put it in him in for me. Jim Jim Loranga, I now view as a future Hall of Famer because of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, I mean, I already thought he was on that track. This just made it easier for me. And he could very well win the whole, like, he could win the whole thing. I don't know. I have no idea. Also, here's another thing, too, with Miami. Um, since he's been there, they've gone, they've been the most successful team um, in in the state of Florida since he's been there. They've been to, they've been to, you know, they've been to a six uh, tournament appearances, um, four 32 rounds, 
four Sweet 16s, two Elite 8s, and now they're in a Final Four with a chance to win a national championship for the first time. That's this also their first or a Final Four in school history, too, mm-hmm. by the way. And also their second Elite 8. What's the what's the similar fact between the two? Jim Loranga. Absolutely. He I think this is an easy elevator up. And it's not a matter of if for him, it's a matter of when. Well, so, uh, he could be a, a back-to-back one, you know, if they win it all. I don't know. Uh, so I would, uh, if he if he wins it, the championship, he's making it. There like, you go. No question. I would agree with you. Uh, so with that, since uh, usually Evan sort of like closes us off with this good, the bad, and the ugly, we don't have him. So I'm just going to go into plugging. Plugging all the other stuff. One of which is the show that Vinny just did. Uh, Vinny makes the Hall of Fame case for... Max Zlovsky, check that out. It's one of my favorite ones that we've done. And even if Max doesn't make it in, he's a finalist in that direct in that one committee. Well, we'll see. We'll Can't see. hurt to try. Can't hurt to try. Can't hurt to try. Uh, also, to next week uh, on how the hell did this go? Number one, uh, we're going to be looking at Holland Hotes Maneater. Is it Maneater? I think it's Maneater. Manny, or that sounds like the Nelly Fuderato song, right? Well, yeah, Furtado. Crap. Which one? The yeah, it is Furtado. Yeah, Nelly Furtado. Yeah, she's a follow. Manny, there's also the Hall Notes song. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, I keep getting confused because my favorite Hall Notes song is Out of Touch, uh, which we're not talking about. Talking about it's going to be Man Eater. So look for that. Uh, in the tank that I've got to start working on editing is a show with Paul Lawrence and I. Uh, the retro football show. Uh, we've recorded Super Bowl three, so we have to look at that. Our next one, I think, is going to be Super Bowl six. We we're going to skip past four and five. Ah, yeah. So don't don't check to see who won. <laughs> so we're going to be doing that. Uh, I know, uh, Glenn. Hopefully you're watching. You're watching, buddy, because I I know you're coming back to Buffalo soon. So we got to do another show soon in the classic sports review. Uh, also, too, I've got two in the can that I'm working on, and this crap was on national television. The Bucknerverse has got a lot that we're working on. So don't worry, and, and I'm not. And I, also, I wasn't wrong about the being more successful in DC. I mean, Shazam just bombed at the box office. That is true. You did say that. Not that I understood any of it. <laughs> I don't. Like it bombed so badly. Like they had How like an bad did it bomb? Huge. Huge. Okay. Well, I got to do that because Dwayne Johnson had a bit of a role in that. That I did. I, I did see that. Uh, the other. But it was more of a scapegoat from the company saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always somebody's fault. Uh, as my late father said, only an idiot blames himself. That is true. Mm-hmm. He never did blame himself. Yeah. He, he lived by that all, all 80 of his years. Uh, the other thing, too, is that I want to, pro- well, two things I want to promote here. Uh, first thing is Vinny is also part of a group that we've put together for the United States Athletic Hall of Fame. Uh, vote on that now because we're going to be doing the first class next this summer. Uh, fame.com forward slash USA. And it is for the, the greatest American athletes. And the great thing about this is it's all voted on you. Pure democracy. Who knew? Who knew that was possible, but it is. And the other thing too is Vinny's also gonna be helping me with, and unfortunately just with uh, the death of my father, it's been delayed a little bit, 
uh, where we're going to do uh, basically a retro Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, look, l- l- revisit it. You know, so like the Football Hall of Fame started in 1963. What if it was 13 years earlier? And what if they did like five person, five people every year? Where would we be now? Where would we be now and not have to worry about the backlog, which we have now? And it would, that, it would there would be more pre NFLers in my opinion, right? Be be a lot more people who are in, and we're looking for people who want to be prospective voters. Uh, so if you've got something that you want to contribute for that, we'd love to have you. Uh, contact myself, contact Vinny, contact Evan, contact Jack, uh, any one of us. You know who we all are. If you don't, what the hell are you doing watching this? Maybe you just want to see our beautiful faces. Well, mine's not so beautiful. Yours you know, is it might be, might be someone's. Uh, only my undertaker knows for sure. And with that, wherever you are, wherever you may be, the Buckner bids you adieu. Adieu. See you. <laughs> Bye.